Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Christopher Whitted, and I want to let you guys know that I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, but I wasn't raised in Cleveland, Ohio. I was kind of raised in a lot of different places. The main three places I was raised is Virginia, Texas, and Tennessee. Those are three places I stayed the longest growing up. So it kind of gave me a different dynamics and background when it comes to how I approach art. And the first form of art I started with music. I've been doing music since I was like nine years old. I used to make comic books when I was around 11 and, you know, younger years, probably 10 is when I first started drawing a lot. Um, I didn't revisit art until I got a little older. And 2018 is when I visited art. It's when I revisited art full time. I went to school for it. And with that, it pivoted me off into doing film. And so basically, I'm a jack of all trades. I do a lot of different things. I do music, art, um, film. I really love visual effects. I really like working with visual effects. And communication is the base of all that. Perseverance. Um, I've never seen someone work through challenges and obstacles as near as well as he has. Um, he is determined and willfully determined to make things meaningful. And it is not in a box that you would expect. As soon as you have an idea of maybe where he's going with something or what he's doing, then the idea changes. Not that it, it specifically changes, it just looks different until you finally see the, you know, the end piece. He has a, a strong drive. He's a strong-willed person. He's a person where, kind of like me, I think, if someone tell you, he's even strong, more strong-headed than me in that asset. If you tell him he can't do it, he's going to go above and around or through the earth to prove that he can do it just because you told him he can't. I've seen that on numerous occasions. Um, Christopher, I call him Tito, but that's my little Tito. He was not clingy, very observant, explored a lot, had to really mean a little bit, but I knew he was going to be bigger than something because I saw him in my dream. He was way bigger than the sky, looking down on this tiny little planet that we were on, always reaching for stuff, trying to figure out how it worked or where things go and stuff like that. I knew he was going to be bigger than what he is, what his name is. Because he put his heart in everything he do. And win, lose, or draw, he always follow through to the end. Confidence in both, but I see that the passion has changed. More passionate about the artwork and behind the scenes instead of the music right now. And that's good because he grew, you know, that's growth. You don't just stay in one position, you expand.
many of us understand communication based off our um, social economic status so basically if i'm born into poverty and a lot of people around me don't have a mindset to strive for better nine times ten it's going to take me a long time to get out of that cycle or that mentality so i think communication is the key to change people's life and their course of living <laughs> and action <laughs> Craziest part to the movies and the visions that I've got to see is the, the beginnings of it. Um, I'll never forget the night that it's like in the middle of the night, a.m., early a.m., nearly like wake up time. And I feel like this, oh my gosh, you know, like tap, like, baby, I've got this vision. I've got to go write it right now. This is in the middle of the night. So he's up, he's writing, 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 writing the screenplay. And by the morning, it's done, you know, just in a couple hours. And so to see the beginning of where it starts and then to see uh, like where it's at whenever it's actually in the studio being like, you know, edited or if it's on the big screen or really anything he puts his hands on, he's got his own spin and he is determined to make sure that his vision comes across. And so um, these visions to him are um, protected, right? Um, they are, you know, given to him through God and he does not take that lightly. And so as he's working through what he wants to produce and create, he stays tried and true to that vision that he was given. I think everything, everything I, I ever done, I try to do it from the perspective of being guided by the Holy Spirit or just God in general. Um, most of my artwork, I make it distorted because you can find the beauty in the distortion. And with me, I feel like being a black man in the world, from a distance, you're gonna see a 6'3 man that you might fear, especially if I have a hoodie on or something like that. So my art reflects on me because it, it shows you that from far, my art is distorted. And then when you come closer, you can see the paint strokes, you can see the, the colors I'm using, and it all comes together. And a beautiful piece. The movies started coming to me once I was in a class where we would learn how to do green screen and I started really feeling like, man, I want to do this. I actually wanted to act first and then I took a trip to Warner Brothers and had a tour and I realized then when I was on the set of uh, Roseanne, I realized that, man, I really want to do something bigger than just act. I kind of want my visions to come to life because God sent me visions all the time. Um, the movies that I did, the first movie I ever did was Devin Still Alive, and it was like a superhero sci-fi movie, so I'm proud of it based off of now. When I first did it, I was super proud of it. Then when I started seeing my work enhanced, I kind of was like, man, I went back and looked at it and tried to remaster it to figure out like what I can fix about it. But the reason why I'm proud of it more today than I was maybe in the middle of my progress of making three movies, is because I can see all my mistakes, so I can write my mistakes the further I go along. All right, now get up and just walk away. Just walk away. But she comes back. She's not ready to get rid of her powers. <laughs> I think the most impactful thing 
with art is that how it moves people, right? Because it's like, um, you never know the things that like God is delivering to you and you're delivering to a canvas or to a film or to music, how it's gonna move people. And that is the most impactful for me because if I like really think something is gonna hit the mark, it might not. And then the things that I just do uh, subconsciously without really thinking, it becomes like one of my most beautiful pieces or something like that. Um, the second movie I tackled was a animation movie. And me and another student, um, we worked on this movie. I knew a little bit about animation, but I didn't know everything that he knew. And he didn't know everything that I knew about putting the movie together. So we kind of shadowed off of each other and put this thing together. So I was driving to work one day and God sent me a vision and I had to call him and let him know that, hey, I got this idea. I told him about the idea. When I got home that night, I actually wrote this script in a week. And then I got my wife and then I got my friend on it. And I kind of put the movie together based off of what I know about us as characters. Like Slaw, he's a character that's pretty much going to address the elephant in the room. And it's sort of a comical relief with sarcasm. And that, that, that resembles me in certain settings. Um, my wife is like a social bubble, you know, so I may squishy this person as like a little bubble herself, and she, it just fit her. Like she never wanted to give up on what Jeremy was trying to accomplish. Jeremy was a artist that you had to know his work in order to kind of understand him, which I related off of Jeremy, because Jeremy, I used to watch him in class when he made puppets and, and make his um, artwork. It kind of like I didn't expect that from him, just looking at him. That's kind of how basic this character off of Jeremy. And Arnett, um, a lot, one, he has a laugh that uh, pretty much sounds like a villain. So when I heard that, I knew then that, hey, that'd be a nice thing to cast him as a villain. Also, a lot of situations uh, at the place we work, people look at him like he's wrong, but they don't really see that. He's not wrong. It's just based off of, I guess, perception. And in, the, in this movie, spoiler alert, um, Mr. Gibbs is the character that Arnett played. He's really not in the wrong if you look at it from a different perspective. So that's that's how I based it that off of that. When Chris asked me to play a, a character in the film, it was an honor. Plus, like I was telling him, I think a lot of people would like to see themselves on film or would like to hear themselves on film because you have an idea of what you think you sound like, but most people have heard somebody catch them on cameras, whether it's a phone camera or something, and when they play it back, most people be like, do I really sound like that? And that's what I was curious about, you know, what I really sound like. And also, they were saying that my laugh, and I've heard it from other people also said my laugh sound like an evil laugh. And so with this character, he's got me playing as the bad, as the villain. I do my normal laugh in the movie, and when he played the clip back for me, it actually do sound like a little evil laugh, but that's been my laugh my whole life. The magic is mine, all mine. <laughs> I think it's rather cool. Uh, if I, I kind of wish my kids was younger to be able to see that there because, I mean, you think about some of the interviews you see when you're hitting people in Hollywood talking about, hey, you know how's your kids like when they do like the uh, Frozen movies and stuff? 
And a kid like seeing the parent, you know, recognize their voice and see that's who that is. If my kids are young, and they might still appreciate it at their age, you know, but you know, my kids are in their 20s, teens, 20s, and 30s. But, you know, maybe they'll see it in that light also. I just feel, I feel good about it. Uh, I'm glad they asked me to do it. Well, well, well. Nice to finally meet you, Jeremy. <clears throat> the Jeremy. Or should I say, paper crumbling. Um, whenever he asked me about being squishy, I was like, what? So excited. And so we saw the character. First of all, how can you not love her? She's adorable. She's bubbly, cute, um, and is like 100% me. So um, he's always been like, you've got such a cartoon voice. And so being able to do the voiceovers again and again and like, um, and just being in like a part of that creative process has been everything. Um, it is certainly an experience that we have never had before and I certainly have not had it before and I love it. It's just so like breathtaking really, you know, to see, um, to see him in a studio for 18 hours a day working on animation, working on a piece of the clips, whatever. And, you know, like I'm like anticipating and excitedly waiting to see like what the process was for the day, you know, let me see, you know, where we at. And then to see it, oh my gosh, it's everything because you just don't even really know what to expect or like what it could be like. And then you see it and you're like, it's everything plus some. It truly is, uh, like a bragging moment. It's something that I am so very proud of to see the pieces from the beginning of just these little ideas through these massive creations. It's, it's a privilege to be part of this journey. Uh, he is a creative force that uh, is so nowhere near the end for him. I'm Jeremy, and I got turned into a cartoon. Well, it's not that simple. You see, my great-grandfather gave me this peculiar pencil. Peculiar pencil, you may ask? <laughs> well, it's a magical pencil that brought me into this cartoon world where I met these two lovely characters. And somehow I lost my pencil to this mean dude who apparently wants to crumple me and... Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Silly me. <laughs> but this is a movie that you guys don't want to miss. So come on, make sure you guys watch the movie so you can enjoy this wonderful adventure. My belief system on success isn't like money, right? It is uh, the experiences you get or on the way up, the progress process. Like um, for my kids, they got to see something I didn't get to see when I was a kid. So when I was a kid, we had uh, like average stuff. Like you hear about firemen and cops and all this stuff like that. You don't really hear about somebody in the neighborhood trying to be director or actually going to get 
your business license, uh, figuring out a way to get money or, I, mean, I think if we all get paid for our dreams, everybody would be happy. To be able to have a partner to support you and then to, for your kids to maybe, maybe not understand now, but in the long run, they're going to see that you can go above average, you can go above what people expect you to go. Even if it fails and you know you can either go back to the drawing board or you can keep going. Because one day it's going to work. Like, if you get like a million no's today and one yes tomorrow, then you made it. Because, again, um, like LeBron James only would need one yes from the NBA. And he can get a million no's, maybe from other leagues if they don't exist. But um, basically success is measured like with, within yourself, right? So even if you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, you can still like you can still push for like your your craft, right? No no mechanic just woke up one day and grabbed a tool and started doing it, right? And even along the way, they might learn new things because cars advance over the years, but they have to learn new things too. Same way with any dream you chase, like you got to learn who you are and your limits. If you have any at any age you're at, and never feel like the finish line is like, there's no late arrival to the finish line. So I never knew the components of art, like growing up, I only knew that art was like paint. And I never, I never experienced charcoal, and I never experienced anything else until I got to where I'm at, to where I see like the ranges of art, um, it's way more than just what people, what, what typical people think it is, right? So like music, uh, movies, paint, crayons, anything you could think of is art. things that I thought about growing up are completely different so communication has taught me to think outside the box and not to set limitations on yourself because when you set limitations on yourself you are minimizing your potential in life so it's a lot of things that hindered me as a child being a black man I didn't really see too many art teachers or I didn't really see too many people that look like me in the teaching profession and I think that is something that kind of made me hesitant when it comes to diving into art. The older I got, it was like tugging at me a little bit, almost like it, it, it was my destiny to be what I am. And I believe all of us have a destiny, but I believe that your destiny will tug and pull at you. You will be in situations where you lead back to exactly what you know you're supposed to go back to. The thing is, if I wasn't able to have communication in my life to where I can understand the difference between just in general our social economic system and how people look at each other or view each other or how people minimize their dreams based off where they were from, then if I didn't discover that earlier, then I wouldn't probably be as far as I am in my life. It was pivotal moments that really made me focus and zone in to who I want to become and where I want to end up. His fearlessness. Um, 
and I'm not even sure that's the right word because it seems like if somebody is behaving in a fearless fashion, like they sort of know that they should be afraid and Chris didn't seem to know that. He, he would try anything. Um, if, so, sort of like, uh, in, a, in a way that I would say was sort of like a force of nature. Um, you know, nature will try anything. Uh, like genetically, like it'll try anything and see if that flies. And Chris, uh, in, I only had him for advanced classes. And in every class, uh, I had no idea what he was going to come up with, what, what he would bring to the critique, because he was willing to make work out of anything, at any size, about anything. Like, he would try anything. But there, there are students who don't make work, uh, or they make hesitant or timid work, and it's because they're afraid of failing. Uh, they, they make a work. They're, they're sort of conditioned by our educational system to not take risks to only produce something that they are sure will be successful. Uh, and uh, and uh, Chris seemed unconcerned about that. Uh, like everything he made, he made with great enthusiasm and he did not uh, worry about whether it was going to be successful or not. Successful or not. Um, and that way he's a little bit like a scientist who doesn't go into the experiment knowing how it's gonna turn out. Uh, like that's the point of doing the experiment is to figure out what's gonna happen. But you, you, like, you can't be afraid of what the outcome is gonna be, you just have to be open to the outcome. Uh, and Chris approached making art like that. The process of an educator is very humbling, that you can, but it's also one of the reasons why you do it too, is because you hope that you can have a positive impact on someone's life. But you, you seldom know if those things happen unless a student contacts you and tells you things like that or you see their work, like you can see the growth in their work, or they reach out to you in some way. And it's, again, it's just, it's humbling for me, but it's also very powerful. And it shows that connections don't have to happen just face to face, that a lot of people think that online learning has no value. And I disagree with that significantly. I think that it depends on how you present that online learning and how are open to connecting with your students and making sure that they know that you're approachable, giving different types of information online, and just always like you would be in a classroom, being there for your students. Um, I'm, again, I'm humbled that it has that kind of impact, but for me, if you set things up the right way, it should have an impact on someone. It should make a difference in their lives. I admire Christopher's work ethic. He has and his desire to learn. I think that that's apparent in the work that he creates and presents in class is how much he wants to learn and how open he is to seeing the world not only through his own lens but through the lens of other people of being able to provide quality feedback to others and to be self-reflective and see where he can grow and where he is and and where he wants to go and a lot of people don't have that kind of ability and self-awareness and it's very um, important to be able to be self-reflective and to be open to seeing the world through other people's perspectives and acknowledging and uplifting others and I think that he is very intelligent he's a hard worker and he's very cognizant of what happens um, with the material that he's provided in class and makes those connections to the real world. And that's how you grow and that's how you learn.
always, I always get asked the question, where do I go from where I'm at right now? And I'll just pivot off the Holy Spirit. So I have to, and I know that sounds cliche, but I have to allow him to tell me how to move next. So I don't really have a five-year plan, but I know that giving up is never an option. And for people that needs to get started, they just need to get started. The hardest day of working out will be the first day. The first time you go work a, walk a mile, the first time you do a push-up, it's gonna be the hardest day. But over time, you're gonna be able to walk more than one mile or more than two miles. But I know this for it to be true, that is a difference between doing push-ups and talking about doing push-ups. It's a difference. So either you can get out there and try to fail, and the only thing you can do from failure is learn from your failures. The only thing you can do, because you can't win all the time. If you win all the time, you will never know what defeat feel like. So you will never know how to readjust yourself to come back better because nobody gets it right the first time. So for people that's trying to do something, just do it. And your roadmap is your roadmap. So ignore the conversations or the white noise that's coming from the side because it doesn't really matter. You can only know if you can't do it if you show up. That's the only way you know if you can't race if you show up to the race and you don't perform and you know you didn't race. But if you go race, then you try your best and then you know how to prepare for next time. Ambitious, aggressive in a good way. He's hard driven. If he's going for something or got his mind set on doing something, he's going to follow it through all the way. Whether someone trying to discourage him or not, he's going to go through with it. He's going to push it through no matter what the outcome. If he see fit to do it, he's going to do it. And I, that's, that's a good thing. I really think it's a good thing because a lot of people don't chase their dreams. And so I, I feel like he'll be a person that won't sit back in his older years and say, I wish I'd at least tried this, which a lot of people do. I mean, I'm up in that age. I'm not one of them. I, I chase my dreams as well. But I see a lot of people who sit back now and be like, yeah, I wonder what would happen if I tried this or maybe I should have tried this here. Pretty magical. I guess I would say magical. Um... Mm, that one got me a little. Okay, so uh, witnessing challenges and obstacles and dreams of a, a young man growing into an older man and raising children at the same time and being married and going to full school, you know, school full time and works, you know, full time and all the challenges that life throws. Um, being able to see somebody. Um, inside and out dedicated to making an impact in others lives whether it's mine or our family or those that his artwork touches or inspires it's pretty magical and I, I would say that would be the best way to sum him up um, he is unlike anyone uh, you will ever meet and most people who come in contact with him will say the same thing he is got a contagious smile humor that uh, lights up any room, and he's the life of the party. Um, he, he truly controls the happiness and smiles that you, you see on others' faces, and that is something that very few people carry in this world. And so for me, um, you know, I'm just glad to be here and, and be able to experience that with him, and it's, it's pretty magical. So I would say magical.
Cause I'm riding past these Tennessee mountains Let my problems blow out the window Out the window Relax, rolling out